Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, <laughs> This is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Hi, and welcome to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. It's me, Lauren. Hi, and it's me, Michelle. Hey there, sister. <laughs> Hi. All right, you guys have a seat. Come on in, get cozy, because that's the name of our game around yeah, here. Yeah, build a fire. Yeah. Oh, you know, we took a poll, Michelle, and most of our our listeners listen while they walk. It's a great time to listen to a podcast. A jaunt at a podcast. And I'm glad they've got cozy convos in their ear while they're doing it. Yeah, me too, because, you know, I like to listen to my true crime, but sometimes just a good old-fashioned ha-ha, easy listening is the way to roll. Yeah, I'm not going to put any true crime on when I'm frolicking through the woods by my house. I am. <laughs> you like that? I'm the lady that sees like a fallen tree stump and jumps out of the way because I think it's like a captor trying to come <laughs> trying get, to get me. You. Yeah. Do you carry mace on you? No, I just carry my karate chop and legs. Let me ask you a question. Are you It's <laughs> amazing. Do you are you confident that your woods are very safe to walk around even at dusk? I am going to say that I am 99% confident that they are safe. Of course, you never really know what's going on in the woods. I know for a fact that we have some homeless folks that do take shelter. Well, if that's, yeah, they're not the going to hurt you. But no, but I sit next to those folks at the library. Mm-hmm. I have seen them out and about. They are harmless. Yeah. Okay, so you're not worried about, you know, there was a great podcast called Down the Hill, and these two gals went for a walk in the woods, and they yeah. didn't come out. Okay, well, I if I listened to that, <laughs> I would carry a headlamp, maze, spurs, maybe That's a gun. probably why, maybe a gun. <laughs> That's terrifying. I know. I'm just a, sweet, a city dweller that loves true crime, so there's that. You sure do. All right, so I'm back from Florida, Michelle. Welcome back, Lauren. I, I missed you. I missed you too. You know, actually, one night I got a little buzzed, and I think Michelle was buzzed too. We FaceTimed, and I said, I missed <laughs> oh. you, and she almost fell off her chair. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think for a minute. You, I, was, I thought it was an afterthought, Lauren. Actually, I wasn't expecting it either. <laughs> you must have really been blasted. Well, Michelle, no, I wasn't too bad, but I had a couple good Aperol spritzes down there. Mm. You know, Michelle, getting down there, I was a little nervous about the flight. I bet. Yeah. First, first flight. You, first, of course, yes. Since one. Since that February. sounded so astronauty. First, first flight. It's my first flight <laughs> since March 2020, <laughs> and minimal capacity. There's like no one on the flights, and everyone's wearing, you know, their masks. A lot of people are wiping things down, yeah. so everyone's doing the best they can. Um, but I know I told you this before, and I've come up with this conclusion. You know, there's that meme where the when the nose is hanging out of the mask, you know, it. it looks like a little wiener. But now I've taken it to another step that <sighs> when, every time I see a nose hanging out of a mask, I think it's the it's the equivalent of putting a condom on a ball sack. Never thought about that before until this moment, but yes, I'd have to agree. It's like leaving the most dangerous part out, like the nose, the there's nose. all the stuff coming yes, out. Yes, the silent. And then the yeah. penis, the stuff comes out there too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> and, then, and then the penis, there's stuff coming <laughs> stuff out of that too. Stuff comes out of there and that's the dangerous stuff. It is. All sex, fine. 
Yep. Right? You know, no reason something. to keep that thing tight and enclosed. <laughs> keep let that get some air. Oh God. So Michelle, Goodness, during <laughs> while we were in um, Palm Beach, I wanted mm. to share something with you. You know, when you drive down Palm Beach, there's mm. it's Ocean Avenue, and we there, the houses there are like nothing you've ever seen. It's shit that you read about. There they just sprawl. They just like is going. this where like not Liberace? Who is that famous? She might live there. Okay, no, who who is the famous uh, the deck uh, the the fashion designer that died? They was Versace? murdered. Versace. Well, Versace actually spoke to a couple about Versace. Liberace. That happened. <laughs> Versace lived in um, Miami ah. when he was gunned down by Andrew Cunanan, and actually shocker that you have all the names. Well, I have this really creepy tip that our friend Ed and Larry shared with us. You see, Ed, Ed and Larry live above Debbie. Debbie's our dad's partner, you guys, and she said, Anthony Lauren, why don't you guys get out of here? What a sweetheart. Thanks, Do you think she's going to offer that to me and my family? Of course. It's open to everyone. Awesome. So we took her up on the offer. That's why we got down there. Well, Ed and Larry live upstairs, and they're her sweet couple friends. And Ed, Larry's like 86, and Ed is, I don't know, 65, Mm -hmm. no, 75. He's Mm -hmm. a little bit older. In any case, they said about Gianni Versace's murder that the ground that he laid upon after expiring, um, he, his blood seeped into the, it was so porous because it was probably like marble steps yeah, yes for sure that the blood just stayed there for so long because what are you gonna do wow Isn't that, that a creepy is tidbit? very creepy yeah so we didn't i i've seen versace's mansion when years ago but this time did we, it compare to these homes that you know no versace's mansion was like nothing uh, like, compared to this like an apartment and not that he wasn't super yeah, wealthy yeah. but we're talking like 30 to 40 billionaires live or have homes in what in palm beach mega wealth including our president well yes. current president it's been quiet lately goodness thank god and he well anthony and i were driving down i think it's ocean avenue and this is where all these gigantic mansions are and we're driving by and we see this one that has a huge flag the biggest flag you will ever see american flag okay. you'll ever see and then there's this interesting thing that looks like a fort type tower and we drive past it and we come again and i'm like oh my god it clicked yeah. i'm like that's mar lago yeah so I did a little bit of research. Um, he got into a big fight w- about that flag because there's on- there's a certain size that you are allowed to have and not have. And so he, of course, swindled his way somehow in and out of this. But now what's happening at this very, very moment, his intentions are to move to Mar-a-Lago okay. after his presidency is over. However, he uses Mar-a-Lago. It's both a club and a residence. And so his mm. neighbors are getting pissed off about a lot of different mm-hmm. things. One of them being is that you're profiting off of a place you live in. Then yeah. there's those taxes, that funny taxes. Yeah, that how in. is that fair? Exactly. Yeah. So there's some pissed off billionaires down there that uh. don't want them around. And I'm sure there's some that do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's happening right now. Um, upon further research, I found that uh, Jeffrey Epstein's home was bought and will thankfully be demolished. They're bulldozing it? Yeah. Good riddance. Put it down to the ground. I can't even imagine the bad juju roaming around that place. You know, Michelle, while visiting... Mar- um, not Marlago. While visiting Palm Beach, I was thinking to myself, like, I wish I could somehow find a famous one of these people and find my way into their home, like I did that one time with Queen Latifah. That one time. That one time. So, but now I was thinking about her house too. Now, you guys, years ago, Anthony and I were at a wedding in Santa Monica, I think, or Venice Beach. I can't remember Venice Beach. And our friend said he's going to go hang out with his friend, Dana. Dana. And I said, who he, he my, our friend Anthony said, you know, I got to go after this brunch. I'm going to go to Beverly Hills and hang out with Dana. And I said, well, I, 
I want to know who. I'd I like want, to go to Beverly Hills. I'd like to go to Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's what I said. Just yeah. like that. I'd like to go to Beverly Hills. And <laughs> our friend was like, oh, I don't know. Let me let me call her up. He's like, hey, Dana, it's me. Yeah, how old? Yeah, I can't wait to see you too. Tequila, for sure, tequila. And I'm like, oh, this sounds fun, right? <laughs> so he hangs up the phone. He said he was going to bring some friends. So he gets us. We, so Dana's cool with it. He gets Dana's the Dana's cool with it. Yeah, she's like, bring them. More the merrier. The more the merrier. And we, he closes the phone, puts it down. He says, okay, you guys are coming. I'm like, well, who is this Dana character? I love that he hasn't told you yet who Dana is. No, and he says, it's Queen Latifah. And I said, I'm a fucking sorry. Come again? <laughs> I've had a couple of mimosas, a Bloody Mary. You're on vacay. We're on vacay. And he's like, it's it's Queen Latifah. I met her in the, it's no big deal. I met her in the Greek islands and we've been friends ever since. And I'm like, oh, oh, am I Anthony? I'm like, pack your bags. We're going to hang out with the queen. But we call her Dana, Okay. So we're friends. We're friends now. We're in a taxi on some very fancy road in Beverly Hills. Like four of us crammed in there like, what the fuck are we doing? And all of a sudden this black SUV like sideswipes us, cuts us off, parks right in front. And here's Queen Latifah with a Patron bottle hanging out of the front seat of a car going, Tony, Anthony, get your ass in here. And Sasha, her, her driver, came and retrieved us. And we all got into the SUV with Queen Latifah, who was just you know having back, a, yeah having a, a couple times yeah you know she's re- now she is sober i believe good and she yeah but she's freaking awesome she is so nice my husband anthony cleaned her pool didn't she rock him she held him like a baby she held him the like pool. a baby they had a long conversation about trading and what he does and she stood in the pool like you would when you're teaching someone to float on their back and hugged and carried him dana oh and yeah anthony didn't have any trunks or like bathing suit so he had to go into his in his underwear. <laughs> oh, but she did try to offer him like a pair of her shorts, and they were huge. Like, yeah, because she's a bigger woman. Yeah, and Anthony's a smaller man. So <laughs> she just cradled him and rocked him in the pool. And that rocked is a, him in the pool. That story goes down in the history books. And then we went into her sound studio. Badass. And we all played instruments. And to this day, I have the um, tambourine. Tambourine. It's upstairs, and sometimes I take it out and touch it and think of Dana. Oh, and then boy. Sasha drove our her her driver Sasha this big Russian dude just drove us home. It was Fun. great. That's a that's something you weren't expecting to happen on that <laughs> trip. I bet that was your trip. Great, no, we hung great. out with Queen Latifah. That's what when we came home. Her she lives in Steven Spielberg's old house, and it's very modest. Wow. At the moment, she did. I don't know if she cool. still does. So Michelle, speaking of famous people. Um, yes. Let's get into this just in because you and I did some research and we saw some good news that's coming our way. We like good news. We like good news. Mm-hmm. And we've got two people who are going to be giving you more good news. Yeah. And we talk about these folks all the time. So <laughs> we're going to have them on our podcast one day. The invitation's already out. <laughs> we're collabing with other podcasters. Um, do you know them? Their name, it's Megan and Prince Harry. Yeah. You might have heard of them. You might have heard of them. It's they, a prince. It's a prince. They are having, they are starting a podcast called Archwell Audio. I'm not sure if that's the name of their podcast or their production company. In any case, it's coming out in 2021. Uh, They will be doing a special holiday episode probably in the next, they'll be airing it next week. And it's it's meant to be a feel-good podcast spotlighting diverse perspectives and voices. I love it. I like what you referred to it as. What's that? The goop of... 
it's social. It's like the royal version of the goop. But yes. how you were you were saying about a, so about social things, so, yes. social issues, inequalities, social justice. But they're bringing faces and people we need to hear from mm-hmm. and talking to them. Important topics, and these two folks are going to be sharing them, and I'm sure everyone's going to come and listen. Everyone is. Don't yeah. forget about us, you guys. Yeah, please. Okay, continue to listen. I will say that I listened to the trailer, and their voices are very soothing. Okay. I have not listened to that trailer, but I'm going to. She's got a pretty soothing voice, and he, of course, has that handsome that British, British accent. British accent. Mm-hmm. So in other words, along with that and their Netflix deal, Michelle, they are building an empire. We don't need to worry about their pocketbook. Remember that? They're good to no, go. No, their pocketbook's good. They're Remember fine. that commercial here in Chicago? If you know you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. If you hear this phone number. Do you know it? Isn't it? Five eight eight two three hundred empire and that little man with the mustache will come out and give everyone mustache rides yep yep (laughs) on his magic carpet (laughs) that's when you know you're from chicago okay so moving on from megan and harry keep an eye out for them i don't think the royal family is gonna love this but they should just shut up and be proud of them for doing something i hope that they are let's hope so let's let's go you know what i take back what i said the royal family is gonna be excited for them I hope they are. I feel like there's a lot of stress right now surrounding that family. There's rumors that things are getting a little bit better, but we'll see. Oh, I hope so. It's Prince Andrew that needs to really... If anyone really wants to direct some uh, uh, sour attention on someone, all eyes on Andrew. I don't understand. Go to jail. I don't understand. Go to jail, Andrew. All right, moving on from Meghan Harry and Prince Andrew, we've got a great story coming out of Vanity Fair. And it is titled Matthew McConaughey and the Art of Living. He's got it all figured out. I, to a degree, I think, I actually think he does. He does. Did I kind of sound like him when I said that? Because he's got a that. little bit. And I was like, wow, there, there right, he is. He's right, right there. All right. So, as we know, Matthew McConaughey, he reached stardom early in his youth. Um, he had that famous line in Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he says something like, you know, that's what I love about all these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Stay the same age. Something that probably wouldn't get yeah, it's not by fly so now. easily these days. Now, however, you may know him based on that that quote in the movie, but did you know that his father died during production of that movie? I didn't know until I read that article. Ditto. And wow. And wow. He was 23 at the time, and... Let's just also say that while working on this film, his his peers and his crew and other members of the movie making, they knew that he was like a budding movie star based yeah. on the delivery of that line alone. Really? Yes. That, and his I mean, charisma. And his charisma and his personality. A charming fellow. Now, after his dad died during production, which by the way, he died giving it to his mom yeah during some love making <laughs> he said the dad said matthew mcconaughey always said that my dad said that when i die i'm going to be making love to your mother i mean holy shit if there's a way to go it's kind of sexy it's real i mean that guy manifested that shit <laughs> eventually yeah, the power of manifestation and visualization the ultimate manifestation so dad dies making love to mom and you know production thinks that they're gonna have to shut down reroute this guy's gotta grieve and he wasn't even a big he wasn't one of the main characters but they needed him and they liked him any case they have this you know irish type wake and funeral for matthew's dad they do kind of a roasting thing where his mom actually confirmed that he also finished yes thank god for that i mean if you're gonna go out with a bang a final blast final blast off (laughs) and (laughs) And Matthew comes back on set, and people were not expecting him to come back on set. Yeah. And he comes back on set, and 
they were blown away by his resiliency and his just, it's almost as if his father and his parents talked about death that, you know, you kind of accept it a little bit, I think, yep. in life. And that's how it's a part it, of life. And that's how it seemed like he was approaching this. And it seems like he had some pretty solid parents that instilled sort of this drive and yes. ability to, to come back from things. And they said that when his father died, some of his peers say something clicked in him. It's kind of like when they say that a 16-year-old um, John F. Kennedy or Bill Bill Clinton said, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be president one day. Mm-hmm. Or Tiger Woods, I'm going to be the best golfer, golfer He was like, world. I'm going to be Yeah, I'm going to be a successful. Movies. Yeah, I'm going to make movies. One of the most beautiful things that he shared in this piece was that growing up in his household, they weren't allowed to say, I can't. Mm. And love the it. dad, I love this. And the dad would say, instead of I can't, you're going to, we're going to use a words like I'm having trouble yeah. with. And he showed him how to do this with like real life examples. Like if, if, if Matthew came in saying like, I can't start the lawnmower, mm. dad wouldn't say anything. He would go out there quietly, fix the dang thing, whatever. And then look at him and say, see, you were just having trouble. I mean, if that's not one of the and most incredible life lessons. Un- I don't know what is. No, I'm telling you, I put that little nugget of parent parental wisdom in my back pocket. And what I love most about it is that they weren't just saying like, you can do anything, Matt. You can do anything. It was how to deter away from the, when you think you can't do something. Because yeah. I think sometimes we have, uh, we hear more I can't sometimes than yes. I can. Absolutely. Yeah. From ourselves and sometimes from the outside. Oh, those are, those are assholes. Yeah. But hey, they're, they, there. they're there lurking. They are lurking. <laughs> so there's that. If you wanted to catch that article, we'll have everything Feel in the good. show notes. Feel Great good. story. All right. Now moving along to onto other topics that we love besides celebrity juice. Snow, snow and more snow. Yeah. And Christmas, Christmas ah, stars. It's happening. It is happening. So what we have here is a great story coming out of West Virginia. This story may go down as the feel-good story of the year. Yeah, you're loving this one. All the feels, literally. This one is a good one. A, su- a school superintendent out of West Virginia has called, as we know, happening right now in the States, we have a, I don't know if it's a nor'easter, but there's a huge-ass snow- snowstorm gale, I think. And has it been a while since there's been a big storm like I this? I think so, yeah. Well, since probably last year. I don't or know. Or you mean like a big nor'easter? I think this is a massive storm okay. they're getting nailed with. They're getting nailed with. Yeah. A lot of snow coming in. So the superintendent, her name is Bondi or Bondi, we're not quite sure. We'll call her Bondi. Bondi Shea Gibson. Yeah. Out of Jefferson County School. She has said it's official. Snow day. First snow of the year. Yeah. First snow of the year. And she was going on. Michelle, do you want to read an excerpt from the letter? Can I? Please. Oh, thank you. I know how good this makes you feel. So (laughs) she wrote this letter to the school community. And... It's perfect. She says, for generations, families have greeted the first snow day of the year with joy. It is a time of renewed wonder at all the beautiful things that each season holds. I love that. Mm -hmm. The renewed wonder. It's beautiful. A reminder of how fleeting a childhood can be. It's an opportunity to make some memories with your family that you hold on to for life. And she ends it with, mm -hmm. though, this, Lauren. She says... So so please enjoy a day of sledding and hot chocolate and cozy fires. My kind of lady. We will return to the serious and urgent business of growing up oh. on a Thursday. But for tomorrow, go build a snowman. Superintendent of the year. Hero. Hero. I think that I, I hope that maybe wouldn't that be cool and the thing is they were it's a zoom situation so snow or no snow school you don't school. It, no problem getting to school because it's in their kitchen table mm-hmm. but 
Not this day. No, not this day. Bondi Shea was saying, stay home and get outside and play. And live in this glorious moment. I really hope that other counties and school systems do this so that kids can go, I mean, and enjoy it. And I love how she was telling them, take pictures, create memories, remember these times forever that day. I just... She's, we're getting her on the podcast. For just a moment, we can all let go of the worry of making up for the many things we missed by making sure this is one thing our kids won't lose this year. Done. The glorious joy of the first snow day of the season. I hope that we get a good snow soon. I really do too. It's, I'm not, we've had some flurries, but it has not been what We haven't I, gotten what, we're, what we really want, which is to get slammed. Yeah. Trapped in our house. So we're forced only to go outside and enjoy the snow. So Michelle, you mentioned that she recommended that people go build a snowman. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading The Snowman by Joe Nesbo. Uh, and she, and he is out of, it's, it's a Nordic noir, yes. you know, Scandinavian it's, crime thriller. Yep. If you're looking for one, people get it it's pretty good okay there's no girl with the dragon tattoo because yeah. that is just like the best ever it is one of the best crime novels Such a good story and she's a badass total bravo to jefferson county mm. schools thank you to her now, bondi shea yeah bondi shea woo woo now moving along to something that we can all partake in mm-hmm. so you don't have to be in the school system in, to enjoy what's coming up we've mentioned this in the past we have a another sky astrological it's an unprecedented yes. situation. An happening. unprecedented event, a rarity happening right before our eyes in the sky. Yep. On the winter solstice, which is December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn will align to the point that it looks like one beaming star, which what they call it, this is a, called a conjunction in space lingo. Ooh, listen to you. Mm-hmm. Some industry terms. And, yes, it is. Just some slang. And um, so it's going to look like one big shining star. Now, I saw this while we were down in Florida. I saw Jupiter and Saturn. We saw Mars, too, because Mars has a bit of a red glow to it. Okay. But what's happening right now is that Jupiter and Saturn are sitting cozy on top of one they another. They haven't conjoined Conjuncted. Yet. Conjuncted, yes. <laughs> they haven't conjuncted yet. Okay. But I guess what's happening is with the orbit and whatnot, they're going to. They're going to they're gonna be in front of each other, and they're going to look brighter and bigger. Big, big-ass star. So okay. they're saying that this is like the Christmas star. Okay. Something else that we saw while we were down there this past December, well, this past week, and they do this in, this happens every December from what I understand. Now, what we're talking about, Michelle, the Christmas star, that doesn't happen. That's every 20 years. Every 20 years. But we have something that happens every year called the Gemini meteor shower. Mm-hmm. Which is basically like shooting shooting stars slinging back and forth. Okay. And Anthony and I saw them while we were out in Florida. How Really lovely. cool and fast as so you have to be paying attention. You could miss it. You could miss it. What Like if we're looking, if I see when I go, hey, Anthony, before I even get to the hay out, he's missed it already. Do you know for a fact when you're seeing it, that is a shooting star? Oh, yes. Or, okay. So you're not like, could that be? No, 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 no. It is a shooting star. It is. And it's it has that drag or that tail. So it goes fast. And some are just little blips that you'll see, yeah. like tiny little ones that are further away maybe. But the big ones you see are like lights slamming across the sky but so fast and they disappear within an instant i have not i don't i don't believe i have ever seen a shooting star but there are several families around town that have been getting up very early in the morning to see what you're talking about oh yeah and this will happen again next next december this specific meteor shower okay 
Um, it's been, they said it's been nearly, it's nearly 200 years old, this Geminid meteor shower mm-hmm. in particular. And according to known records, the first recorded observation was in 1833 on a riverboat in Mississippi. <laughs> and it gets faster and it gets, grows stronger and stronger as the years go by. I don't know why. Who knew? Thank you, Mother Nature. So that is the Christmas star that will happen on December 21st. The winter solstice. The winter solstice, Mm -hmm. which if you go back a couple of our episodes, we talk about why Christmas is Is. correlated to the winter solstice. It's all connected. Go listen. Have a listen. So moving on to our big hot topic, we found this awesome idea in the Chicago Tribune. And it's a challenge, and I believe the title is, I challenge you to read any or all or one of the best-selling books of the year you were born. Never thought to even look at that list of books. Would never consider it. Now, I don't necessarily read books that are own like now. I don't f- always just gravitate towards, like, this is a bestseller, and Oprah and Reese said to, to read it. You know, I don't, I kind of float in between oldies and goodies um, and newies. But what, <laughs> what year, Michelle, were you born and what is your takeaway from your books? Well, I was born in 1978 and the list kind of surprised me. It included um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I thought was a, a movie that was made, what, a d- dozen years ago I thought that was that book must have rolled out in the early 90s no 78 huh and it was a bestseller and it was a bestseller that's awesome it was one of the bestsellers um the number one bestseller during my birth year though was the stand by Stephen King that's right and I've never read a Stephen King novel before and after reading the description of this, um, I won't be reading this. And what is what is the what's the summary about? It's about the world ending. Oh, we're already mm-hmm. at, that's happening in real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> a world in which a handful of panicky survivors chooses sides, or are they chosen? That sounds riveting to me. Does it? Yeah, I would read. I, I like apocalyptic themed things. I. Uh, that's why I'm thriving in 2020. Really? <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean Stephen King. He sleeps with a nightlight on, right? I think so, but I heard it's because in him and Martha Stewart, so when they wake up with an idea, they write it down quickly. Ah. Did you think because he was scared? Shitless of his own work. He's a brilliant writer. His his brain, his thoughts are... He's prolific. Yeah, I love him. We were talking about this earlier, the Stand By Me. That didn't come out. That actually came out in, I think, 80. I think that was Anthony's year. And Stand By Me, which was, well, it was The Body. And that now, I've never read that book, as I said, but that movie is one of my faves. Would you read that book? Maybe. Maybe that that one. I feel like that one's a safe one between, like, apocalyptic and, like, murderous dog Cujo. And those group of boys. I don't know. So good. What's yours? Mine is, so, speaking of Stephen King... One of his short story, a collection of his short stories, Different Seasons, came out my, the year I was born. And a movie that everyone will at least have heard of, Shawshank Redemption, came from that collection. And we both chatted mm-hmm. that it's my husband and your one of Ryan and your husband's one of their favorite movies. Yeah. It's a really good, at the end, it's a real tearjerker. Watch that movie this how this 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 season. It's a sad one, but it's a good one. You have given some solid movie wrecks. This is not a, a holiday. It's just no. a good one. Movie wreck. Yeah, it's like get down, take an indica, and okay. chill out. Um, but the book that I will be reading, uh, and I can't wait. It's called Master of the Game by Sidney Sheldon. It got a four point one two on Goodreads, 
And um, what really got me hooked was the first sentence. Kate Blackwell is one of the richest, most powerful women in the world. Boom. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Sold. Because as we know, every book we read is about a powerful, rich man. Dudes. Um, A thousand, to go on just a tidbit, a thousand unanswered questions. Her conception was in and of itself an act of hate-filled vengeance. Dang. One reader writes, readable thriller packed with suspense. So I'll be reading that. My stack is tall, Lauren, right now. Your stack is tall? It's so tall. So uh, a friend of mine wrote on Facebook that there is this, and I'll look for it for next podcast, and if anyone knows it, call our hotline. <laughs> there is a Japanese word for a person who loves to collect and like consume books. Not that you'll read them, but just to have them. I'm that person. Which is what you... I'm, I'm, I am I'm. think the, the translation sounds a little bit like it would be book hoarding. It probably book is ho- comparable. They're stacks. Yeah. And some of them I'm getting through. Some of them I shuffle into different places to Ryan, hoping that he'll pick one up. Really? Yeah. So you kind of scoot them around I the have house? some close to my bed that I'm like... Uh, these are the ones that I love and I can't wait to read a little of you and a little of you. That's where I, I am have right now. a couple bedside ones that are just waiting for me to pick them mm. up. They're <laughs> all erotic novels. <laughs> Every one of them. So as we move along, so what that is a great idea. So this 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 season as you're trying to figure out what to read, consider a bestseller from the year year you were born. It's a great that's a different out of the box way to choose. Yeah, the title. 1982 Peeps. That's us. Master of the Game by Sydney Sheldon. Hmm, I will stand. be I will be in this Are you going to do the stand? No. no, you're not going to do it. No. So, Michelle, today I had to run an errand and I said uh Merry Christmas to the lady who was helping me. Did you get a dagger response? No, no, because she had mentioned I I asked, "How are you?" She said, "Good. I've got so much Christmas shopping to do." I said, "Same to same as I." And as I was leaving, she mentioned Christmas, so I said, "Merry Christmas." Fair enough, right? And she stopped me and she's like, "I have to thank you so much for saying same. Merry Christmas." She goes, "You're the first person in days who've actually used the proper way of greeting us right now." She's like, "Happy holidays." And I'm like, "Well, I can read a room. You mentioned Christmas." Yeah. I said, "I probably would have said happy holidays." Had I not, you know, had she given you the yeah, a couple, a little intel, mm-hmm. you know, what's she about? Mm-hmm. So I we I took it to our Instagram, and right now we're at almost even fifty percent, fifty percent people Split say happy holidays, and fifty percent say Merry Christmas, mm. and. I personally go according to what I'm feeling. Like, what are, you know, do they have a Merry Christmas pin on? You know, yeah. whatever. What about you? I err towards the happy holidays mm. in situations where I don't know the person because I try to be respectful yeah. of what people celebrate. But if I know you, you're a Merry Christmas. You're getting Merry Christmas from me. <laughs> if you know but that they're... If I know that person yep. celebrates. Absolutely. But I don't want to say Merry Christmas to somebody who might be Jewish or not celebrate. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they hate Christmas. It's still the holidays and everybody should get a well wish. I agree with you. Happy New Year. Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right, so we're kind of split down the middle yeah. as well. So as we wrap things up, we almost forgot to do something that is our favorite day, our favorite thing to do during the week. But better late than never, right? Better late than never. And you know what? What a way to close this out. Mm-hmm. Got some housekeeping. Here's one. It's our listener review. And this one comes by way of a gal named Jen Dina. Oh, hello, Jen Dina. Hi, Jen. Thanks for listening. We and- love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing yours. Um, her title is My Favorite Lady Shock Jocks. Five stars. Thank you. And she writes, you guys, this is hilarious. It's more than a cozy conversation. This gives you all the feels and makes you laugh at the same time. It is a must listen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen, for taking the time to write that lovely bit. 
Yeah, that was great. We appreciate that. And you guys, if you want us to read your review, drop us a review and we'll do that. Now, before we really wrap things up, two housekeeping things. Coming up in the very near future, Michelle, we're going to be covering Wintering by Catherine May. Love that book. I know you're reading it. I'm doing the audio version. It's about Mm. six hours. Her voice is incredible. The narrator, I'm not quite sure if it's the author, but her voice is super soothing. She has a beautiful English accent. Um, I highly recommend. Take It's like an audio Xanax. And I found this book by way of the Goop podcast. I was listening to Elise interview Catherine May yeah. sharing this book, it, and I had to get it. Yeah, so what it's about, and just a quickie synopsis, Catherine May is talking about how wintering is kind of like hibernating, applicable both to natural settings like the winter is coming but also grief and periods Mm -hmm. of great change in our lives and how we retreat Mm -hmm. uh highly recommend so read along or check out the podcast from goop that is a great way to just kind of get this yeah right and then last but not least we want to make sure that you know that one of our newest blog posts we gave you our best recommendations for cannabis and CBD stocking, stocking stuffers. stuffers. Hello. <laughs> Hello. The perfect little surprise to put in the sock of someone who's been naughty oh, or, or nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I agree, a great gift idea. The thing about these edibles is the flavors, the amount of THC in each one, the mm-hmm. textures, each one is so different. Each one is kind they, of designed for different ways of the effect you're looking for. They all they all have a different feel to them. They're so unique in and of themselves. Yes. I will I want to do an honorable mention. There's one on there called Snoozeberry and they're by Incredibles. Okay. Now they have along with I think 10 milligrams of THC, they've got 2 milligrams of CBN which mm-hmm. is like a sister or brother to CBD. Okay. Uh, they they are of the mind that it helps you sleep. So if you have sleeping problems, Anthony, my husband, takes them. They're one of the best ones, that he, and he did has severe sleeping problems, so this is one of the best ones a, for sleep. It's a really great name for one that might help with Snoozeberry. sleep. Snoozeberry. The Snoozeberry. And it's, their tagline is, reach for the snoozes instead of reach for the stars. <laughs> You know what? That's what I love about these cannabis Yeah, they're real crafty. You gotta have fun with them. They're so creative. The names are hilarious. And that's the thing about taking cannabis too. Sometimes you get creative. Yes, you do. When taking them. So we've got about 10 or so products on there. We love, we're huge fans of all of them. Okay. Mindy's are, the Mindy's microdoses are a fave. It's one of the faves, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that one's kind of like a gumdrop. Yep. Just a little nibble. Yeah, a little nibble. Well, those are like two milligrams each. And remember, as we always say, go low and slow and suck on them <laughs> because they will get in your system faster. And you what can a- always add more. You can't take away how much no, you've no, taken. No, no, you never want to take too much and then wish that you could retract. No, and that is the, I've had those moments. Not that far and few between. Bad times. But they're not fun. Mm-hmm. And I I think I shared this in the, we have an episode titled Go Low and Slow. And that's, it's a ton about cannabis as well. But if you ever do have one of those moments where you're yeah. freaking out, yeah. uh, you're supposed to sniff or chew or suck on peppercorn. <laughs> I just think it's always important to know what you're putting in your mouth. I agree with you. That's why you want to know what, check out those milligrams. Got to read the package. Yep. 
There's a um, lot. Of- what else do we have here? Lauren, the espresso beans. The espresso beans by Kiva Confections. The five milligram dose. That's five milligrams. It's dark chocolate THC covering an espresso bean. Now, when I worked at the dispensary, I had guys coming in to use that for sleep. I don't know how that works, but it would make them more chill. It does not indicate if that's a decaf coffee bean, by the way. (laughs) I know, you know, you'd think, but it doesn't indicate. And then what you got there? I've got the one-to-one sour mandarin. These are the Verano. Verano Holdings. The, yes. Yep. Encore Edibles. I like these. This is my um, going to settle in and relax and watch a show yeah. or maybe fall asleep before it's over. So the one, the one-to-one, that's 10 milligrams, I believe. This is 10, yes. Yeah, so it's 10 milligrams of CBD, 10 milligrams of THC. Now, if you want to up that CBD game, they have those as well in a stra- sour strawberry peach two to one can you explain the one to one and two to one there are people that i am sure are listening that don't know what that means yeah sure so one to one like you're looking at the ratio one colon one so here in illinois on the left side that's going to indicate your cbd and on the right side it's indicating your thc so whatever numbers which is where is determining that factor so that gummy that one it's an it's a equal parts of cbd and thc and they say in the research that they've done that when you marry the two cbd and thc it Mm -hmm. has what they call an entourage effect Mm -hmm. and that it's actually um more effective to treat pain sleep nausea for those that are treating a host of issues and ailments Um, and if you're not necessarily treating a a medical issue one-to-ones are nice for people that don't want to like get knocked on their ass by too much cb too, uh, too much thc yes or say like you know um you just like you mentioned you want to chill out on the couch yeah it's like the alternative to a glass of wine yeah and now with two to one you'll have depending on the product so let's use this verano one for example their two to ones are 20 milligrams cbd mm-hmm. and 10 milligrams thc okay you'll see increments of four to one i've seen eight to one um and different variants of okay. way to ingest or take these products the thing i like about that that edible in particular is it dissipates a little quickly it, it, when it, you when you when you put it in your mouth when you put it in your mouth yeah it kind of um there's almost like a melts, sugary yeah it's kind of like a coat like a granulated feeling to it I love that and I it's like kind it too. Of, yeah there's like a little sugary yeah. after effect it's like yeah. another like little gum drop and then of course we have CBD on there as well so if you're not looking to get any sort of psychoactive reaction or mm. high if you will consider CBD straight up and I always say with CBD it's not what you feel. It's what you don't I love feel. that. I love that way of thinking yeah. that. It's, yeah. yeah, you're not walking around like feeling stoned. No, you're just, it's like that titanium sh- jacket over you protecting you from the daily struggle. I have to say, I, I've been much better about taking it on a regular basis. And what I typically would get like that kind of like heart racing, like, irritated I feel so much more I I use the word managed because I feel almost like more in control Mm -hmm. but it doesn't I don't register it I just go about my day in a little bit of a calmer way those feelings aren't stopping you yeah in your tricks it's interesting that you're saying that you're being better about it so am I lately and you want to know why it's because I'm very anxious lately oh I'm not I I felt is it working for you yes okay yes I and the thing about 
anything that you do, you know, it's like yoga, Michelle, like some people, you know, you, you can't put one thing there and think it's going to solve all your problems. Yeah, you like have to band-aid. layer this mm-hmm. shit, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking like when you're taking an edible, say you're taking CBD, mm-hmm. you also might want to strongly consider practicing some mindful breathing, taking a walk, taking outside. a walk. Yeah. You have to implement all these things or yeah. else you're just kind of introducing ideas, but you're not getting the, the whole, whole benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing that I love about, like, I know we joke and we're like, suck on it, the, the edible. <laughs> but the thing is, when you're doing that, you can be mindful about it and actually do some like, uh, they call it, um, what do they call it? Um, mindful eating and taste the edible, taste the flavors of the product that you're buying. Because the truth is these people have some really innovative, tasty products. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. Get your high on and get your mindfulness on. I, I could probably apply some mindful eating into my actual eating it's, on a daily Try life. it and then try it the next few days and come back and report and let me know what you think. Like sitting, mindful eating is when you're sitting with your meal quietly enjoying noticing how it tastes and texture, smells everything and instead of what I usually do is inhale like a hoover yeah my food in it's two impressive it's a very impressive but try the mindful eating we learned about this with Inseus that's right try it and see how it how you feel even like after you eat you know I'm thinking back to all the meals that I've had I don't know if I've tasted one in 11 years <laughs> This weekend you will. I'll keep you posted on my mindful eating. All right, you guys, we have to go. I need a Christmas shop. I haven't fucking bought a present. Don't. I, I've started, but I am stressing to the nth degree about what I've got to do in the next few days. So we got a lot to do. You guys, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All of the above. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Please leave us a review and share us. If you're not getting your friends a mm-hmm. gift this year, I've got the perfect gift for your friends. Send them a text message, Merry Christmas, and put our little podcast in that thread. It's actually the gift that keeps on giving. There you go, you guys. You guys stay cozy, bitches. Stay cozy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.